Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of On Air with Rebecca. We have a special Valentine's Day episode for you guys. And this is my favorite kind of episode to do because it's with my all-time favorite person to record episodes with, my husband, Whoa. Jonathan White. Pretty big intro there. All-time favorite. I guess all-time favorite to date or all-time favorite forever. Forever. Wow, I like that. And I was going to say, you make this show so much better. Oh, thanks. So thanks for being on. Absolutely. And you're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to be sharing our story. We're going to be answering some of your guys' questions. And we have a little surprise quiz at the end. All right, so honey... Let's talk about how this all happened. Okay. okay, how did we meet? Do you want to tell the story or do you want me to tell it? Well, there's kind of like multiple versions of how we met, but... I feel like on this show we can give... Basically, my parents came on at the time... My parents' show. Marcus and Joni's show. And unbeknownst to me, I guess my mom and Susie... Had a little conversation. Had a little conversation in the green room about her, her having a single son and then talking about you. And so... And Susie, knowing me, was like, is he tall? Yeah. And she was vetting you before I even knew about you. Yeah. And you checked all the boxes. As a good friend does, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just only fitting that it was Susie, of all people, because we both love her so much. It just is perfect. So at the time, I was just kind of helping my parents with their ministry. And so mm-hmm. after they did that episode, my parents sent it to me and asked me to like, check it out and see how they did. And I was like, okay, sure. And I didn't, I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then like a few weeks went by and I actually felt the Holy Spirit prompt me mm-hmm. to look at it. And I was like, okay. So I opened up my laptop and went to the episode and watched it. And the Marks and Journey show has this you know fun interactive part at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Where all of you and your siblings will come out and do something. And I saw you and I was like, wow, she's pretty. I wonder what her story is. And that was pretty much it. And I was like, let me add her on Facebook. You know, Facebook's a good place to start. So I added you on Facebook and I think I sent you a message, right? Yeah, you slid into my DMs. Yeah, so I sent you a message and... Only it wasn't Instagram, it was Facebook. Right. Which ages us just a little bit. Hey, at least it wasn't MySpace. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, and we started talking over Facebook, but the conversations were going well until you vanished right when I invited you. I ghosted you. Because we talked for a few weeks, and then I invited you to come out to San Francisco, where I was living at the time, with a friend, stay in a separate spot, as good Christians would do, and get to know you more. Yeah, and so this is where we, like, pause, and I interject my side. Yeah. So, basically, I did the show that morning— your parents were the guests. I didn't even see your parents because I only did the top. Walked up, did not think anything of it. Didn't think twice. And then Susie had this conversation with your mom. What's interesting is your mom knew not to say anything about me to you because she had done this before, trying to set you up with a nice girl. And you were always like, mom, no. Not so even she, once before, but many times Yeah, before. and so you were like, she knew not to say anything about I wasn't going to have any of it, yeah. Mm-mm. But Susie knew I was the opposite. I needed a heads up. Okay, what's even crazier, too, is go back in time seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Daystar was on in our living room, and I was just passing through. Were you saved at the time? No. Oh, man. And I didn't know that. I didn't even know what Daystar was or even what was going on, but my mom, you know, always was watching Daystar, I guess, and growing prophetic. up. Yeah. And you were singing on the show. I can kind of, I have like a glimpse of it in my memory. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, I want that one for you. 
And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like some person on TV singing? And I like walked away. Anyways, now you can go all the way back to current time. But Wait, but when your mom said, I want that one for you, it was me. Yeah. And you've responded with, mom, I don't need your help. I can find a girl on my own. And the irony right. was it was the exact girl that she picked out in crazy. that moment. It's so crazy. But it was it was a timing thing. Okay, so Susie and your mom have this conversation. I don't yeah. know about it. Susie basically gives me a heads up, and she said, hey, remember Miles and Catherine Weiss? They were on. Well, they have a son that's single, and he's cute, and he's tall, and he's this, and he's that. And I think he might be reaching out to you, so, like, be on the lookout. And I was so glad she said that because I had people adding me, messaging me all the time on Facebook, and a lot of them were strange suspect individuals suspects i had some stalker types you know and so it was good not that you give off that vibe at all um but i got a heads up about you and so what's so crazy is the day that you added me on facebook i had been at a wedding and that morning we were leaving to drive back home it was in houston and i realized that one of the traits that i wanted in a partner was someone who was assertive someone who knew what he wanted and went for it was protective and a go-getter. And so I got on my knees that morning and I prayed specifically, Lord, give me a husband who is assertive. And then that day on Facebook was the day you added me. It's crazy. And now you get on your knees every day and you're like, why Lord, why so assertive? <laughs> no, I'm so thankful this podcast wouldn't be here if you hadn't been assertive. Once again, it served our marriage. I, God put that desire in my heart because I needed you as a partner. Okay, so, so we were I messaging. You, yeah. And then you being, once again, the assertive go-getter that you are, all these other guys in the past were kind of, I had dealt with guys in the past that were scared or wouldn't make even their feelings known. You were just so forward, not in a bad way. You just got it done. Like you're a go-getter, you're a leader, you're a visionary, you know, and you're confident. And so we were talking and then you're like, hey, and you did it in a totally cool way, not even in a romantic way, just like in a very chill way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said... <laughs> I'm just trying to give you props over here. I know. You invite me to San Francisco. You ever say, if you're ever in San Francisco, you know, we could hang out, you know, if you're ever like with a friend, it was like totally chill. Well, basically, I ghosted you. Did I mean to ghost you? No. Basically, what happened was I got intimidated. So dumb. I was like, what if I respond wrong? I honestly, at the root of it, getting kind of deep, I was afraid of rejection. You were this really great guy. And I felt like I had to answer the messages perfectly. I was putting on this stupid pressure on myself. I got so scared that I wouldn't even open up the message. So you thought, oh, I freaked her out by inviting her to San Francisco. But Correct, really, yeah. I psyched myself out, almost missed out on God's will for my life. So do not let fear drive your decisions. I would say that to people watching. But thank goodness for the grace of God. I ended up, this was during the Christmas season. I ended up going to Nigeria with my dad. And shortly after I got back home from that trip, I realized I need to just suck it up and message this guy back. Well, I had no idea like a month had passed. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, he will never talk to me ever again. Mm -hmm. Like he's never gonna talk to me ever again. I've, I've messed it up. And so I remember my friend Kayla, um, we both worked at Daystar, we were sharing an office at the time. I said, Kayla, she's a writer. I said, please help me write a good message back to this guy. And so we constructed, we took like 20 minutes for like a little message, but we constructed this perfectly thought out message. And I sent it to you. And I remember three days, 
You did not respond. I saw the little red, like you had read the message, but it was just leaving me out to dry. And I was thinking, oh, I've messed it up. I've completely ruined it. But three days later. Which is the perfect amount of like yeah, punishment time. I deserved three it. Days, I yeah. deserved it. But you messaged me back. Mm-hmm. We exchanged numbers. Okay. And I saved his contact information in my phone. So that the first time he called me, yeah, this is talk fun. about give yourself away. I was like, hey. Yeah. And you were like, oh, wow. The first thing you said was, oh, wow, you saved my number. And you thought it was so cute. Yeah. And I was so embarrassed right off the bat. And we had a short <laughs> little cute conversation. Him being the genius that you are, you had perfectly scheduled your time at the DMV. So you only had like 10 minutes to talk. Yeah, just in so case it, was, it wasn't going good, I had to get out. You had to get out. But... We both were like, hmm. And so you, the second time you called me, it was... You were running around on your way to go pick up balloons for Heart for the World. That was the first time we yeah. talked. The second time we talked, I remember I had gotten home from hanging out with a friend. And I went out to the backyard and we talked for two hours until my phone died. And that's when I knew. That conversation is what I knew. See, you knew before I did. But I remember thinking to myself in that conversation, because it wasn't just a normal... Well, I mean, I didn't know, like, oh, I'm going to marry this Oh, he backpedals, folks. But I knew that it was was real. Like, the chemistry was real. The passion, the similar passions were real. That was a big thing. The values were there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it wasn't a normal conversation. Passion for the Lord. It wasn't. We talked about a lot of deep stuff. And, and our hearts lined up on a lot of things. Our hearts lined things. up on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There was great chemistry. I just remember when that conversation died, because it was like a phone dying, mm-hmm. you know, I really knew, oh, wow, this is something special. And I thought the exact same thing. I was yeah. like, I think there's something there. So we started talking, and we're talking like three hours, two hours. You were calling me twice a day on your way into work. On your way home. Yeah, true. But this was all long distance. We were not dating. We were just getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And I remember that one of the things I loved about you, it was different from any guy I'd ever talked to, was a lot of times when you're first starting to talk to someone, you're just trying to connect with them. And so you might have like a difference in opinions or a difference in interests, but you'll just kind of be like, oh yeah, I like that too, because you're just trying to like connect. Not me. Oh, no. Jonathan Weiss? Oh, no. I remember we talked about superhero movies. And I was like, oh, I love superhero movies. And I remember you straight up on the phone were like, oh, I don't like this at all. I was shook, but I was impressed because I thought to myself, wow, he is a straight shooter. Like, I know that he's going to be telling me the truth. He's not trying. It's not that you weren't trying to, like, win me over, but you weren't going to be anything but yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I loved that about you. So fast forward, three months pass. And we both realize we got to see each other in person. Yeah. And this is, I think we got to a point where we realized, okay, we have something, but we're not going to really know if we can take this to the next step. Because at the time we weren't dating, right. we thought, okay, we have to meet each other in person because it's two different things. So we arranged the trip for me to go to San Francisco. I bring my best friend with me and I'll never forget flying on the way there, every time the plane kind of like moved or like felt like it was descending, my heart would race because I was so I didn't know that. nervous. Oh my gosh. I was so nervous to meet you. And I remember going through the airport, Morgan was like, oh, I see him. And I was just, and she was playing a joke on me. And I was yeah. just like, oh no, I don't, I'm not ready. And so we met. I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. That first night, my mom was on 
I don't know if it pin, pins and needles is the right phrase, but my mom was like wanting to know how it was all going. And I remember I only sent her one text and in the text, this is so dumb, but the text said, he's beautiful. <laughs> Why well, that was the thing I sent her. That's funny. You were more than beautiful, but I was just, she knew it was going well, but I was so caught up in the moment. I just, I could only send one little quick text to her. But on that trip, we hit it off. And at the end, on Saturday night, we had the talk mm-hmm. initiated by me. Mm-hmm. And what I did not know about you mm-hmm. was that many girls in the past, mm-hmm. many women had tried to initiate the talk, the relationship talk, mm-hmm. the what's it called? DTR, determine yes. the relationship. Define. Define the relationship. Many women in the past initiated this talk with you. And that's actually when you would usually just be like, mm, I'm not interested a lot of the times. You were never going to just get into a relationship just to be in a relationship. You were always, you took dating very seriously at this phase in your life. True. I didn't know that I was potentially throwing a bomb on our relationship, but I was ready. I was like, I like this guy. And you know, I knew what I wanted. So I opened that conversation and tell us about what was going on on your end. Well, I wasn't too enthusiastic about getting right into a relationship, but at the same time, I factored in that we were long distance mm-hmm. and the only way to really vet it out was to be committed to each other is kind of what I thought. And we had talked for enough time leading up to that that I was like, okay, you know, I almost said I loved her, but I, I don't know if I loved you yet. Maybe I did, but um, I, I definitely like her enough. I love spending this week with her, weekend with her. I guess it's worth a shot. I could always cut my losses later. <laughs> And remember, I was going to go on this long ministry trip with dad Mm -hmm. and my family to Australia, Singapore, New Zealand. And I was like, I'm about to go on this trip. Like, I need to know, like, where do we stand? Mm -hmm. And so you went for it. I did. I was so proud of you. We started dating. And I loved being able to go on that trip and tell everyone, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) Um, I was so proud to be dating you. Still so proud to be married to you. So fast forward, we started dating long distance. I would come to San Francisco. Yeah, about once a month we were swapping. Mm-hmm. You would come to Texas. Shout out to the Jews for Jesus house. Mm-hmm. That's where we stayed. It was a ministry home and other people were living there and it was all accountable. We were pure. Just wanted to put all that out there. That was important to us. Mm-hmm. About seven or so months of dating back and forth. But we got to, let's tap on this though. When we start dating, it was great. We fell in love. But I mean, even then, there was some spiritual warfare in your life. There was hard circumstances going on that were yeah, directing that's kind you. kind of the story of my life where <laughs> hard circumstances, whenever there's something good going on, it's met by mm-hmm. um, severe opposition. So, uh, but it, it, it went fast. You know, like once we started dating, it did go we fast. We both like were really invested in each other and getting to know each other and like, deepening the relationship and, you know, we were looking, we were really trying to see like, is this our life partner? Mm -hmm. So. We took it both almost too seriously. Like we were just so intense at some times. If I could go back, I'd be like, ease up a little bit, like just enjoy it. I don't know. We had a lot of fun too though. But we had so much fun. Yeah. But we had to be intentional because we We lived in two different states. Totally. So we started dating long distance and then you decide. Well, no, you, well, yeah, we knew or I knew that 
I wanted to marry you at some point in our dating process. <laughs> and then you guys invited me to go on a ministry trip to Israel. Mm-hmm. And that was cool because I'm Jewish and I lived in Israel and I'd been there like four or five times mm-hmm. before. Um, a lot of significance there. A lot of significance there for sure for our marriage and family mm-hmm. in the future as well. Um, but while we're in Israel, I decided this is a really cool place for me to ask for Marcus to give his blessing for me to propose to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And so one night out to dinner, he gets up early or right as the check is coming to you know go on to the room and rest because we're doing ministry every day while we're there. And I chase him down in the streets of Jerusalem and yep. yell his name and scare him half to death. And then I'll never forget that because I saw that happen. Yeah. But y'all got ahead of me, so I didn't know what you were asking him about. Yeah, I was trying to be low key about it, but I basically was like, "Can he get?" You <laughs> were some- like, "Marcus," and then he like did run down the street, and my yeah. dad was kind of like confused. So, so you- they start fans in the streets of Jerusalem. <laughs> So you so asked to meet with him. I asked to meet with him privately. So we got together one morning and, um, you know, went and asked for his blessing and he gave it to me. And mm-hmm. that was really cool to get in that Jerusalem. moment in Jerusalem. Um, came back and started planning and, you know, coming up with how I wanted to propose. So back at the time, I was thinking it would be on one of our trips out here or out to San Francisco. Um, that ended up not being the case. And, uh formed a plan and actually asked Marcus if it was okay if I proposed at his 60th birthday party Mm -hmm. um, because I knew that all of your friends and family were all going to be in from out of town and so it would be a really neat opportunity. My parents were going to be there as well because they got invited. Um, So it would be a cool opportunity to do it in front of like all of your support system and have like all of the people that meant so much to you be there to celebrate. And he was all for it. So that was, you know, I I got a ring Got the proposal all set up. I don't know how he did that, by the way. Um, he got like the exact ring that I wanted. He knew my ring size. I still don't even know my ring size, but you did it all. I did it all. I don't want to even know. I love that there's a mystery to it. I don't know when you got the ring. I was so shocked. Anyways, keep telling the story. And then the night of, I planned it out so some of our favorite songs would be incorporated. So like there was a moment in between the action where the... DJ was cued to play actually a song from the Jesus Culture album, yep. Waiting Here For You. And then in that moment, I walked you under the tree that we had first talked um, where the swing was in your mom's backyard mm-hmm. and proposed. And, and what'd you say? I remember, okay, he. everyone in my family loves to joke about this and you love to joke about this, but everyone likes to say that I took too long to say yes. Yeah, but you I was for sure did. I was genuinely shocked because right. we did not go ring shopping. We both knew that we wanted to marry each other, but I did not see an engagement happening at all. You were just examining the ring like, is this a Cracker Jack ring? And then all of a sudden I hear this song and that's when I knew, oh my goodness, this is happening. And so you proposed to me. I apparently took a few seconds to say yes because I was so shocked in the moment, but I did say yes and confetti went off and it was honestly like a perfect proposal. So good job. Thank you. On Figured I was end. only gonna do it once. I gotta get it right. Everything was decorated so beautifully. It honestly looked like it was out of a movie. So we get engaged and then you, I mean, we hit the ground running. You move here. Yeah. And what I wanna talk about really quick is this. God had put it on your heart to come to Texas. Mm-hmm. And you had tried to come two years earlier, but all the doors no, Close. more than that. It was like three and a half years earlier. And what's crazy is we didn't know each other at the time, mm-hmm. but you went and toured my Bible school that I was attending. That was this little tiny Bible school. You almost went to school there. 
And one of my favorite professors, Dr. Hunsinger, met with you because he was over grad students. And he just said, the program that you're interested in, it's not quite ready yet. I would suggest you just wait. And all the places you would look for jobs, all those doors close, close. And then at the same time, this incredible job opens up in San Francisco, actually in Silicon Valley, uh, with a great company, which is a huge deal. So you move back to San Francisco. We don't even see each other. But you going out there at that time, God was preparing you and giving you connections so that when you moved here, because it was such a fast process, you had someone to live with, a friend that you could stay with. You already had this stuff set up. You were already prepared to come into this more seamlessly. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk about a very intense, great time, but it was it was a lot. Yeah, it was a big season because I, ha I had to move here and I had to get, you know, a house purchased for us. Yeah, we bought a house. We you know, remodeled I sold my the car house. There, had to buy a car here. Yeah, mm -hmm. so there was a lot of moving pieces. Um, but it all felt, you know, like it was part of God's divine plan and like we were being carried by Him through it all. And so... No, it was like such a supernatural season. Yeah, it was a fun and beautiful season all while a lot of things were happening. Because we would pray together. It's like we would have this... It was like such a cool season. It built my faith in a lot of ways because we would need different things and we would get together and we would pray. And then like the next day, God would have a solution. Like you needed a friend to live with. And it's like the next day you would have a friend to live with. You know, we needed to find a house. And it was not an easy market at the yeah. time. And we found the perfect house and God showed it. You found it. God showed it to you, confirmed it. So let's fast forward. <laughs> so then we get married. Seven months later, we get pregnant. Mm -hmm. We have our firstborn son, Asher. How old was Asher when we found out you were pregnant again? Right before he turned two. So right before In he August. turned two, we found out Rebecca was pregnant again. Mm -hmm which we haven't announced whether it is a boy or a girl, but we wanted to involve all of our audience in being a part of guessing which one it is, a boy or a girl. And we want to also offer one of you at randomly will be selected to receive a Daystar Original sweatshirt. You just have to go to Rebecca's channel, like this video, subscribe to her channel, and then comment whether or not you think it's a boy or a girl. And you can even put name suggestions. We're open here. And then uh, our production team will select one of you randomly and you'll receive a sweatshirt. So go ahead and do that. It's a fun way to interact with us. And then in a few weeks, we'll actually air it just here on Rebecca's podcast, what gender we're having next. Yes, I am pregnant. I'm pretty far along. You are. We know the gender. And like Jonathan said, we're going to do like a fun little giveaway. Yeah. Where comment below and guess what you think it is. Like this video and we will pick one person for the prize. And that is our love story. And I'm so thankful to be doing life with you. And I'm excited for what the future holds. Thanks for listening and watching. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on Rebecca Lamb Weiss at YouTube. And share this podcast with your friends and family because we're on all podcast channels. <laughs>